Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s, with yours truly, Glenn Robison, on Island Radio, KISL Avalon, at 88.7 on your FM dial, and at KISLAvalon.com on your internet dial. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. On this evening's show, we'll hear the latest buzz, hear about Ida, celebrate a birthday, play peekaboo, and play some numbers. Back in December of 2004, in response to a story on NPR about number stations, I did an entire show of songs about numbers. Remember? Number stations are shortwave radio stations which, especially in the days of the Cold War, broadcast blocks of numbers, usually in a female voice, in English, German, Chinese, Russian, and other languages. There are also phonetic stations which transmit messages using groups of five letters from the International Phonetic Alphabet, Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Delta, and so on. There are even number stations which play music, including music boxes and ice cream truck tunes. All evidence suggests that number stations have to do with intelligence and espionage. This comes up again because earlier this month the BBC ran a story titled The Ghostly Radio Station That No One Claims to Run. It's about radio station MDZHB, which is an array of radio antennas located outside of St. Petersburg, Russia. Since 1982, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, the station has been broadcasting a dull, monotonous tone interrupted once or twice a week by a man or woman reading a few random, unrelated Russian words. And that's it. Anyone in the world with a shortwave radio can hear it at 4625 kHz, and it sounds like this. Many of these so-called number stations have nicknames, such as the Pip and the Squeaky Wheel, but MDZHB's nickname is the Buzzer. A couple of weeks ago, I played Chicago Buzz as part of a B segment, but here's a whole segment, not of Buzz words, but of Buzz songs, beginning with Noble Sissel and Baltimore Buzz. Thank you. 
Lucia, credited on that June 6, 1917 Edison recording as Frisco, and Buzzin' the Bee. Buzzin' the Bee was written by Jack Wells, who also brought us Huckleberry Finn, The Elf Man, and Joan of Arc, They're Calling You. 
Xylophone player Lou Chiha was born in Chicago in 1893 and was one of a group of xylophone players who joined Edison in 1916 and remained there for the next 10 years. Better known as Frisco, Chiha made 12 xylophone records for Edison, some solo, some accompanied, all played with four mallets. Frisco also participated in Edison's famous tone tests, in which live performances were compared with recordings in front of audiences. Before Frisco, it was Rudy Weedoff's Californians, credited on the label of that May 1922 Perfect 78 as Defton's Novelty Orchestra, and Buzz Morandi. Buzz Morandi was composed by Dave Franklin, and there are words which were written by Henry Creamer. It's from the Broadway show Strut Miss Lizzie, which also included the song When You Look in the Eyes of a Mule. It opened at the Times Square Theater on June 19, 1922, and ran for 80 performances. And we started the show with Leonard Graham and his jazz band, a pseudonym on that May 1921 Regal 78 for Noble Sissel, and Baltimore Buzz, written by U.B. Blake for the show Shuffle Along. Shuffle Along opened at the 63rd Street Music Hall on May 23, 1921, and ran until July 15th of the following year. The two-act musical takes place on Election Day in Jimtown in Dixieland. I'm Glenn Robison, and you're listening to Rapidly Rotating Records bringing you vintage music to which you can't not tap your toes from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s. Last week I saw an article about a resurgence of old-fashioned baby names. I don't know who keeps track of such things, but between 1880 and 1899 there were 39,495 girls given the name Ida, with the most 2,259 in 1892. The name Ida's popularity started to decline after 1918, and by 1986 it wasn't even one of the 1,000 most popular names, or in any year since for that matter. Well, the name Ida is going to have a resurgence in this segment of Rapidly Rotating Records about Ida. Thank you. 
Fiddlin' Powers and Family with the traditional country tune, Ida Red, recorded for Edison on October 3, 1925. 
Fiddlin' Powers was James Cowan Powers, born October 7, 1877, near Castlewood, Virginia. Powers' wife, Matilda, who played banjo, died in 1916. So the family consisted of son Charlie on banjo, and daughters Ada, who played ukulele, Carrie on guitar, and Orpha, who played mandolin. They made about 17 sides for Victor in 1924, including Ida Red, which they also recorded for OK in 1927. Charles Edward Powers, who played banjo on that record, enlisted in the Army Air Corps in 1928 and served in the Philippines under General Douglas MacArthur. He was captured by the Japanese during World War II, was in the Bataan Death March, and died in a Japanese prison camp of exposure and starvation on May 8, 1942. Cowan Powers died in 1945. Before the Powers family, it was Jack Gardner's orchestra recording in Dallas, Texas in mid-October 1925 for an OK Field unit, and Ida, I Do, written by Isham Jones, who also recorded it. Ida, Sweet as Apple Cider, or Ida, Sweet as Apple Cider, if you're from Massachusetts, was written in 1903 and was a change of pace from the sentimental ballads of the time. There were lots of recordings of it made over the years, but we heard a rather swingin' version by Henry Bussey and his orchestra on March 24, 1936. Virtually nothing is known about composer Eddie Munson, but lyricist Eddie Leonard was born in Richmond, Virginia in 1875 and was a blackface singer and dancer with the minstrel troupe of Primrose and West. He died in New York City in 1941. We're a little late in celebrating it, but August 15th marked the 94th natal anniversary of a legend of show business, Rosemarie Mazetta, better known simply as Rosemarie. I'm not going to go into any biographical information, one, because I couldn't even begin to scratch the surface of her remarkable life, and two, because I want to encourage you to see Jason Wise's documentary of the longest career in showbiz history, Wait for Your Laugh, the untold story of fame, love, tragedy, and 90 years of American entertainment through the eyes of the woman who did it all, Rosemarie. I'm proud to be a backer, albeit small, of the Kickstarter campaign which made the movie possible. The film has been completed, and there was a reception and private screening on August 3rd. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to attend, but I am looking forward to seeing the film when it's released soon. In the meantime, you can read about it at the website rosemariemovie.com. Rosemarie started her career at age four and worked in vaudeville, movies, television, Broadway, Las Vegas, theater, concert halls, and nightclubs. But in the early 30s, she also made several records as Baby Rosemarie. And here she is. the moon above in May. 
use in hiding away from me. I'll find you. I'll find you. Come out, come out, wherever you are. Behind a cloud or up on a star. Come out, come out, come out, wherever you are. We haven't met, but it'll be the very moment we meet come out come out come out wherever you are i spied you on the milky way i spied you where the daffodils play i spied you in your hideaway hi oh the merry oh what do you say come out come out wherever you are behind the cloud away Oh, 
Baby Rosemary with Fletcher Henderson and his orchestra and Say That You Were Teasing Me from March 10, 1932. Fred Allert wrote the tune and Roy Turk the words. Before that, from the same session, it was Poor Old Joe with the vocal by Harlan Lattimore. Poor Old Joe was written by Hoagie Carmichael. So what does that have to do with Baby Rosemary? Well, you can't really hear her voice, at least I don't, but she's credited, along with John Dickens and Ike Robinson, as Harlan Lattimore's vocal backup. You could certainly hear Baby Rosemary with Come Out, Come Out, Wherever You Are, from a Brunswick 78 made May 2, 1933. She was back there by the Victor Young Orchestra. This Come Out, Come Out, Wherever You Are was written by Al Goodhart. There's a Come Out, Come Out, Wherever You Are in The Wizard of Oz, and yet another one written by Julie Stein in the 1944 movie Step Lively. We started off our tribute to Rosemary with another side from that Fletcher Henderson session, Take a Picture of the Moon, composed by Jack Little with the lyrics by Joe Young. Be sure to go to the website, rosemarymovie.com, as well as Facebook and Twitter, and check out the soon-to-be-released documentary of her incredible life, Wait for Your Laugh, the untold story of fame, love, tragedy, and 90 years of American entertainment through the eyes of the woman who did it all. Happy birthday, Rosemarie. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. We're here each and every Sunday evening at 6 on Island Radio, FM 88.7, KISL Avalon, and KISLAvalon.com. This and all our previous shows are also available 24-7, on demand, anytime at all, online at RapidlyRotatingRecords.com. And we're on iTunes as a podcast and part of the Global Community Radio Network. Last week, as part of our special Eclipse show, I played When the Moon Plays Peekaboo, part of a medley by the Brown Brothers saxophone quintet. Peekaboo is fun to play, so for this segment of the show, we're going to play Peekaboo. Thank you. 
cold winter's evening when working is done and to your home you retire what a pleasure it is with a bright bouncing boy one whom you love to admire you'll hug him and kiss him and press him to your heart what joy to Hillbillies, Hillbillies, Two Words, and Peekaboo. That Brunswick 78 was made in Los Angeles on November 5, 1930. The Beverly Hillbillies was a group created in 1930 by executives of Los Angeles radio station KMPC for a new program. Leo Manners, a San Francisco-born musician who played in Southern California with the Len Nash Band, was selected as leader. Tom Murray and Cyprian Paulette, who were appearing on rival station KFI's program Saturday Night Jamboree, were invited to join the group. They made their debut on Sunday, April 6, 1930, 
and were heard from 10 to 11 p.m. six nights a week with their theme song, Red River Valley. They were an immediate hit. The group expanded, and the members took on nicknames such as Zeke, Jed, and Ezra. They made personal appearances in the Los Angeles area, appeared in several movies, and went on a national tour. In late 1932, infighting forced the group to disband, and it splintered into several groups. In 1963, former members of the Beverly Hillbillies, two words, sued the producers of the television show The Beverly Hillbillies, one word, for infringement, and won. We started off this peekaboo set with When Dixie Stars Are Playing Peekaboo. That was Bernie Cummins and his orchestra on May 20, 1924. When I played it by the Colombian's Dance Orchestra Deluxe back in 2013, I gave composer credit to Al Bernard and J. Russell Robinson, but in fact it was written by Al Bernard and Joe Henning. The song was apparently quite popular and was also recorded by Barney Rapp and his orchestra, and much more recently by Leon Redbone. I have the Barney Rapp record, and it's got some great yodeling by Frank Camplain, but unfortunately it's not quite broadcast quality. Frank Camplain also recorded When Dixie Stars Are Playing Peekaboo with Al Bernard for Edison, Victor, and OK. In the first segment of the show, I mentioned number stations, those enigmatic shortwave radio stations, so-called because many of them simply broadcast a human voice, endlessly repeating sets of numbers. So for this final segment of the show, we're going to broadcast a set of numbers. Well, some rapidly rotating records about numbers. Here's Art Gillum. I'm sitting here in my lonely cell with nothing but walls and steel bars around me, thinking of my mother's dreams of me, the hopes that she had that I'd win fortune and honor and fame. But all these hopes that she loves so well, why, I know they'll never be, because I'll never be able to live down my shame. When they changed my name to a number All my happy days were through In these walls of gray I had to pay for a crime I didn't do Now today they say I'll be pardoned But too late these gates will part When they changed my name to a number They broke my mother's heart Thank you. 
When they changed my name to a number All my happy days were through In these walls of gray I had to pay for a crime I didn't do Now today they say I'll be pardoned But too late these gates will part When they changed my name to a number It broke my mother's
singer Elvira Johnson, accompanied by the Birmingham Darktown Strutters with Numbers on the Brain, recorded by Jeanette in June of 1926. Mike Jackson wrote the tune and Jack Loria the words. Before that was the Dorsey Brothers Orchestra on February 6, 1935, and I've Got Your Number. I've Got Your Number was written by Bonnie Lake, who was born March 10, 1920, in Waterloo, Iowa. Some interesting information about Bonnie Lake... Her grandfather was Simon Lake, who founded the Lake Submarine Company of New Jersey and in 1898 built the Argonaut, the first submarine to successfully operate in the open sea. She was also the younger sister of actress Anne Southern. We started off this number set with When They Changed My Name to a Number. That was Art Gillum, recording for Columbia on October 7, 1930. Art was known as the Whispering Pianist, but the piano in this recording was played by Alex Hill. When They Changed My Name to a Number was written by Art Carter, Ben Gordon, and Nat Osborne. I'm Glenn Robison, and you've been listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention. (laughs) ¶¶